It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. <laughs> hey, we're the Defective Characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. Dennis always goes second. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> James is also... I'm James. Yeah, thank you. The opinions James. are around. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience while discussing the movie Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, in this episode 169 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Nice. Nice. Nice is, nice is right. I, uh, whose idea was this yours? Ernest so, Saves so originally, and I want to uh, give a special thank you to Dennis A. H. Moneybaggers because without him, we probably wouldn't have watched it last night. It was a nice reminder that you gave gave us Dennis to to tell us, hey, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Well, I, I to be full disclosure, I completely forgot until. 10 o'clock last night, and I was like, oh, shit, we're supposed to be watching Ernest Saves Christmas. What did you, uh, so, what streaming did you watch it on? Uh, Disney Plus. I guess it's also on Showtime. It's so on, if you have. It's on Hulu, too. Uh, it's, it's on everything. So they really want you to watch it. So I would say if you're listening to this right now, um, I don't know, you can, you can do one of two things. You can pause it, go watch it, and then come back. Or you can uh, listen to us, and maybe it'll inspire you to uh, see some of the similarities to experience, strength, and hope that we've had, or even your story, if you're listening, to, uh, to the movie that came out in 1988. But first, last seven days. Dennis? We will spoil it for you, though. Oh, oh yeah. Spoilers are definitely going to be happening. I think if you haven't seen it in 34 years, totally good. Totally good to just... Spoil away, right? Yeah, there's got to be a term limits on that, right? Like, it's 33 movie. years. 30 it's the, yeah, it's the Larry Bird, Larry Bird edition. Okay, so of you it. can't okay. spoil Muppets Go to Space yet, right? That's nope, not, that's not, not, quite not 30 years. Not yet. Okay, last seven days. You can uh, you can start. Last seven days. I don't know. I was watching my dog. My parents got back. Uh, my mom left. I got Christmas this week, early. So I'll be doing Christmas this uh, Saturday with all the family and stuff. Other than that, I, don't, I haven't been doing much. I've been staying away from Twitter a little bit more just because it's annoying. Um, watch some Anything earnest. Anything Christmassy you've been doing? I haven't. I mean, outside my house, there's, like, fake snow and a giant Christmas tree and fake ice skating. Have you done so that? So that's... I've, I've looked at it. I have observed it from my window. The ice skating, no, I haven't done. I don't think... That doesn't even look like fun for me as a 41-year-old guy who doesn't like activities. Um, 
But other than that, yeah, not much this week. I don't think a lot of a lot of Christmas stuff. A lot of watching my dog. Um, yeah, and cooking for my dad since my mom's gone. What did you make? Uh, yesterday I just made some roasted broccoli and cauliflower, and then like these. <laughs> what gross! It is gross. I didn't even eat it. <laughs> um, and then some of these like chicken parmesan things. Yum! I love chicken parmesan <laughs> things. I do too. Chicken parmesan things are the best things. All right, what did you do this week, James? I'm up. Or Mike? Y'all can fight over it. <laughs> That's a bird. It's close by. Um, <laughs> it sounds just like it. <laughs> okay, okay, stop. It's, it's not a mockingbird. It's what not, is that? It's some kind of crane. Yeah. It's actually stuck in a tree. It's funny. Yeah, it's got wings. I'm going to name it Frasier. Frasier. Now, I'm. Um, Frasier crane? Yeah. I actually got um, all my Christmas shopping done on Monday. And. Um, you guys know I've I was doing the savings plan where I was saving thirty dollars a day. I've been doing that four or five months now, and um, we, uh, my wife and I, is like, why don't we start the the ten k project in January and use all this money for gifts? And she's like, it was her idea. I was like, okay, and so we were able to get a lot of gifts for all the there was eight. Um, nieces and nephews and then we did a secret santa party for the adults (coughs) i got all my kids stuff i'm getting them next friday and uh i'm excited i was able to get off um a few days while they're here and i'm I'm still in the christmas spirit i love going to work um and there's christmas music playing at both jobs there's uh i decorated my bar and um in the resort I'm at, there's Christmas everywhere. And people are genuinely a little more happy today and a little more giving with their tips, which is nice. Um, I went to uh, Jingle Jam, which is a, a really fun country western extravaganza. It was at the Hard Rock in Universal Studios. And I got to see Walker Hayes. And I got to go with my wife and some good friends. I saw Mike there, which was awesome, and the Walker Hayes came on. The first thing he said was, I got a song I'm going to play for y'all, and um, just so there's no confusion, I'm clean and sober, uh, I think he said for seven years, and I was just, I looked at my wife, I was like, this is going to be a good concert, and uh, sure enough, it was, and then like, he's like, and just so you know, he's played another song, he's like... I don't really know much about Jesus or Christianity, but I do know that I'm a three-year-old Christian and I'm learning. And I looked at my wife. I was like, this is going to be a good concert. <laughs> and it was really cool. And uh, I could relate. And I've had uh, a good day. Today, yesterday, uh, I've been, you know, yesterday when I was starting to feel a little irritated, I went in the bathroom and I said a prayer and I said a gratitude list and I felt good the rest of the night. So... It works. It works, y'all. Mm, that's awesome. Thank you, James. I uh, I was glad. I don't know what came over me. It was like uh, it was a week ago. So I guess when the last episode dropped, I woke up that morning and I said, you know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of appointments that my daughter has, and I've been 
doing them, but there's other ones that I've been kind of like maxed out and they were, they had me on waiting lists and I'm like, you know what? Today I'm no longer going to be on the wait list. I'm actually going to get an appointment. And I called and was on the phone for four hours and finally had them admit to me that the people that I had talked to the last at least four times, maybe five times had said I was on the wait list, but they admitted to me that I actually was not. (laughs) And that those employees are no longer with the company. So they told me whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that I was now on the list and they backed me like if I originally was when they told me in August. So I should have an appointment for her to neurolog like neuropsych evaluation in January to try to see um you know how everything's going. It's usually impossible. They just I don't I don't understand that part of the medical field. Everyone's just accepted that it's impossible to get a uh, evaluation and it's like okay, but they pay those people like a lot of money and there's a lot of those doctors. So why? Is and there a lot of those doctors there's a, there's a lot of those doctors, I guess. I let's put it this way, I had a list in the Orlando area of eight different doctors and I called I know eight might not seem like a lot, right? Yeah, but it's not a lot. well, it's it's different um I guess for me it's like okay, well, at least put me on the list and in January now I'll be able to get um yeah, get an appointment. So I'm glad at the, uh, about that. Uh James and T and I did, did anybody else go with Mike? Uh, Jared and McNally. Okay. So, um, yeah, they were able to, to go there. And it, it just felt felt good having, uh, you know, somebody somebody there, you know, that I that I knew. And I knew it would be a good show since it was a Christmas show. So I was glad. Dennis, I think you did, probably would have hated it. Did they do Christmas covers? One. Just one? Well... I think you missed. You saw what two different sets they came out and performed. I saw three. You saw. Th- I saw the whole. You, oh, you did. Yeah, from okay. the beginning to end. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I think they did two. Then the girls did two Christmas songs, oh. right, or just one? I don't know. One. Well, okay. <laughs> I, every band didn't do it. To, to be fair, if you were there at the first one that they did, they said, "Do you want to do a Christmas song?" And people booed in the crowd. So what? that could have been why. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think people were like, no, play your own stuff, which sometimes happens, right? Because it's like, no, we don't want a karaoke version of it. I, what I, I like going to concerts. I like when the musicians change it up, play the song differently or play like cover songs or different songs because I can listen to the album over mm. and over again at home. But that experience is a one-time shot. Yeah. Well, I mean... And Walker Hayes did say, and I'm fancy like, young man, look at my life. I'm <laughs> so it was like a little bit of a, you know, it was a did different. Really? Is that uh, true? Of course he didn't do that. No. no. What That's... I liked was that um, <laughs> all of them were out there together on stage together, and they took turns doing songs instead of one set, oh, one really? band. Yeah. And I think that was cool because Walker Hayes was the headliner, so that was cool that he did that. Yeah. So everyone got. I've never you know, seen that before. That would be cool to see. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I don't know. It, it was. It was great. And and tonight, I don't know. I'm going to Epcot, huh? Huh? Anybody? I, it seemed like the band in the middle was trying to be like the showrunner. Mm. 
right? Who, and who they seemed it? like and Parmalee. Parmalee. They seemed like annoyed that Walker Hayes got all the attention. I don't know. Maybe I was. I just, think it's well. It's probably because both their careers like started technically in 2003, but they had success in like 2010, and then didn't have another hit until 2018. Meanwhile, he just the last three years has really like caught fire. Yeah, it's his fifteen minutes right now, and they're kind of envious of that, I guess. Yeah, and and it's overlapping into their re fifteen minutes because they've had two big songs in the last year. So that usually happens, where it's like they try to like outdo each other, which sometimes leads to like a better performance. But also, if they're not good with it and they show you behind the curtains, it looks like James is talking about it. You're going to Epcot tonight? So, I'm going to Epcot. You want to go? Maybe, yeah. Okay. With who? For what? Olivia. What? I'm just, just going and hanging out for three hours. Ah. So, originally, I had an... Ah, it's not behind the scenes. It's still the last seven days. So, uh, I looked at the weather tomorrow night. Uh, so, tonight, Gloria Estefan's doing the uh, candlelight processional. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is doing it tomorrow. Oh, so, sure. so I wanted to see Neil Patrick Harris, but it's just a rain seventy percent chance. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, but what, Gloria, what hour of the day? I just <laughs> hope she brings the sound machine. That's all I care about. Gloria Estefan, I can do without, but that Miami sound machine—that's really where it's at, <laughs> right, Dennis? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Estefan's pretty cool though. I mean, come on. Cooler than Neil Patrick Harris. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I yeah. mean, at least it's not Sugar Ray. Come on. Okay. I'm going to turn that your microphone off. Your microphone. <laughs> your microphone's no longer on, Dennis. All right. So uh, my favorite, and it really is my number one. I I thought it was always Christmas Vacation, but you know, like when a band becomes like cool, and then you're like, ah, oh, no, that's they're not. I don't like them much anymore. There's a little bit of that because everybody says Christmas Vacation. It is a classic movie, yeah. but people but, don't give respect to Ernest Saves yeah. Christmas. Well, in Ernest Saves Christmas, is just a wholesome movie, besides the murder. But <laughs> we'll get Christmas into that. Vacation is a lot of like not Christmas until one speech at the end. You yeah. Know? So, Dennis, I'll have you started out. I I did send you some questions. You can refer to them or you don't have to at all. This is basically, if you haven't, if you're maybe new to the podcast, thanks for hanging out. The last couple Christmases, we'll pick Christmas movies and try to see what the thread in between recovery and maybe some of the principles and tools um, that we've used to have a great life today and this movie and kind of pick apart. So like when we did Christmas Vacation, we're like, yeah, Eddie was definitely, he could probably go to a meeting. Um, <laughs> so so with this, Ernest Saves Christmas. a couple of Eddie's yeah. in meetings. <laughs> yeah, they're all, I don't know what it is about that name. You know, it's like, yeah, maybe a meeting would be good. Uh, so Ernest Saves Christmas that came out uh, November 11th. Uh, 1988 is about Santa Claus is looking for a successor and the hapless taxi driver Ernest P. Worrell is just the man to help him out traveling to Orlando, Florida to pass his mantle on to children's show host Joe Carruthers. Santa gets into unexpected trouble and it's up to Ernest along with a teen girl named Harmony or Pamela, as we find out, to assist St. Nick with his important mission or the future of Christmas could be in jeopardy. 
All right. So Dennis, what do you uh, what do you think? What did you what did you see in that? Are there any characters in there that are like you before and after the program? Anything like that? Yeah. <clears throat> I I mostly relate. What are y'all pointing at? We're gonna we're gonna make food next week. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're pointing at a grill by the picnic table. We're sitting out and like bringing food them next week. Um, we'll have a Christmas feast on the podcast next week. Stay tuned. Um, no, I I I really like the character Vern because he's annoyed at all the shenanigans going on, and you never see him, so he's a good isolator. Who is Vern? And I like that. I don't know. That's a good question. Vern is 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 uh uh Ernest's like best friend and confidant who like is never wants anything to do with Vern, but you never see him, so it's like basically a stand in for the audience kind of thing, which I think is brilliant. But that was just a joke. I don't really relate to him. Um but but no, as far as the characters that I, I relate to, I mean to me it's Harmony Star. A.K.A. Pamela, you know, as a young teenager, <laughs> they don't like like James is is adamantly like that that character should not have been in the show at all or the movie at all. But um, but to me is because like she's a young teenager who's very rebellious, kind of running away from home um, due to like family problems or whatever, and just kind of trying to find her place in a world that she thinks is unjust and has a very cynical mindset on and uh to me you know like i did the same thing as a teenager rebellion and stuff you know like pamela's character only went as far as like running away from home and stealing stuff and and that, and, you know, I did the same thing. I had ran away from home at one point. I definitely stole stuff. I definitely went even further, though, and got into the drugs and the alcohol and stuff. But it's, it was that same mentality, you know, of, of nothing to believe in, uh, feeling hurt by the world, being, you know, like that the world is just not just everyone's out for their own and like you got to be the same way to survive kind of mentality so i can really relate to that and then you know ultimately through the power of christmas and and santa having a little faith in her she kind of you know i mean i guess spoiler alert like at the end when after she had ran away with the with santa's bag she uh ends up seeing some kids on on a, um on the train platform or whatever the at the train station where one little kid is telling his sister that there is no Santa Claus and like being really mean about it and then all of a sudden she sees herself in that kid and is like how dare you say that to that little girl or whatever and that's kind of her like spiritual moment you know her kind of aha moment she saw someone acting the way that she acted and it woke her up to realize that like oh my god i'm this monster for lack of a better word you know i'm this this type of person and i don't want to be that type of person so ultimately that was her turning point where she changed and ran back to santa gave back the bag and helped save christmas and whatnot 
you know, and I and I definitely relate to that. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. You know, it wasn't until many of years of being that monster, that type of person, where I started recognizing, like, how my actions affected other people and seeing, like, how other people acted and, like, a little self-reflection, like, oh, shit, you know, it's time to, like, change and try to be better, you know? But I've rambled enough for now. What do you guys think? Ramble on! Here you go, James. Take it, take it, buddy. <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas. Had you ever seen that before? Or was it the first time you ever watched? I've seen it many times, but I haven't seen it in 20-plus years. And um, I'm trying to think if I should see if I could watch it with my kids. They're they're so picky on what they want to watch. It's weird to like have us all sit down and watch a movie together. I can do it with Pixar movies because those are always fun to watch. But I think I might do like a, a Christmas marathon with them, and that might be on it. I don't know if they've seen Christmas Vacation, but I'd be like, these are all the the Christmas ones Dad watched with. And there's so many other good ones that I want to watch, like Claus. You told me Claus about that. Claus is fantastic. And and then there's a new Santa Claus uh, series out. So there's some good ones, but um, Guardians of the Galaxy and I, eight, eight bit Christmas. Yeah, okay, so there's a lot. I haven't really watched any Christmas movies this season. I don't know why. I've just been um, watching other stuff, I guess. But um, you know, I'm gonna kind of focus in on um, the character of Ernest P. Whirl. And when I was little, I always thought it was Ernest P. World because <laughs> I thought it was Wall. Ernest P. Whirl. I Whirl. thought it was Jim Varney. Whirl. So, and um, I didn't know that until way later. <laughs> and and mainly because okay, he's definitely an alcoholic. Have you seen the way he drives? And what I mean, come on! There's a Christmas tree truck that that and a Christmas tree fell off the truck. He stopped in the middle of like I four and starts backing up to pick up a Christmas tree, causing multiple accidents. If that's not an alcoholic, I don't know what is. And and let's not forget that he murdered someone in the beginning of the movie. That's right. Explain he it. He was driving so bad the guy fell out of the car and was in like a comatose state. He picked him up, put him in the car, and disposed of the body. And um, in the baggage. In, yeah. So they shred those bags, right? Yep. Aren't they like that's a bag that's going on the plane? That's a human dead. His so-called best friend Vern wants nothing to do with him, <laughs> and he can't take a hint. He's chaos. Uh, he is complete chaos, and he lies and he makes up stories to get what he wants. And he's narcissistic. He is such an alcoholic, but you know what? Deep inside that alcoholic is a good yeah. person. And he loves Santa, and he wants. And he, I think, honestly, I think he started drinking at twelve, <laughs> and he hasn't really stopped drinking. Really, Santa's an enabler, so maybe a perfect Al-Anon contest. Yeah. Contested? And then, <laughs> it's like uh, it's a game show. Yes, because at the end he's like, "Hey, you want to drive my sleigh? Yeah. You've been behind the wheel before." <laughs> I was like, "What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm the best mayor for the job." And it was, it was just phenomenal. I'm not going to get into the other stuff, you know, having a 14-year-old girl live at his house, but... 
I would have done the same thing, dude. It's weird. And then at the end, she gives him a kiss, and he's all like blushing. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, dude? But you know, it's it's all good. His his characters are funny. Um, he must have a lot of fun making those movies when he did. And I found out that there's so many other ones after the main four. You know, there's. Ernest Scared Stupid, which is my favorite. I love that. Ernest Goes to Jail, which is awesome. Uh, what's the, Ernest Goes to Camp? Yep. Is that one? Yeah, there's also a... a uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Those are the four I've seen. Ernest and Slam like, Dunks is pretty good. I've never uh, seen that. Dr. J, is it Dr. J or no? It's one of the other. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the basketball player that is in that. It's just, honestly, they're all great. They hold I, up. Okay, I think we okay. haven't seen it because those started going straight to video. Uh, right around when we were becoming teenagers and started drinking and drugging. You know so what's... I remember uh, Ernest in the theaters. That's mm. crazy that they would have Ernest in the theaters, yeah. even though it's amazing. It's... um, They actually made money, too. Like, they, like he was he was a big star. They they doubled, yeah. That's not bad. Not bad at all. But, um, yeah, so Ernest has a good heart. He's got a long way to go. Um, and... You know, I just, I, I really, I'm glad you guys picked this movie because the nostalgia alone was something that I needed. And I remember watching those movies as a kid and just feeling warm and fuzzy because, you know, they saved Christmas. And he saved Christmas because he helped get the new Santa. That was the whole point. The magic wore off on Santa Claus. Who would have thought? So this is, I think this is only the second Santa, no, the third Santa. Because the first one would have been the German guy in the 1800s. And then they transferred it to this Santa. And now this is the third Santa. And so uh, that's what I got. Well, I want, I want to interject here. Because uh, there was one thing that I could really relate to with uh, Ernest's character. Is whenever he's up in space with the two elves on the sled or whatever... And they all like freeze, and he's like, "If nobody move, or if we don't move, no one dies." And I'm like, "Wow, that that's that's me." <laughs> as far as like the anxiety and full blown, it's like, "I can't move, or I'll die." Like, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, I like I like that. I uh, I don't know why this has always been my favorite movie. I think I always liked it, right? And then it turned out to be when. I first moved to Orlando. Now, I guess this would be my seventh seventh Christmas living in Orlando um, when Olivia was like one year and three months or four months old. Um, we watched – this is the like first Christmas movie that I remember actually sitting down and being like, yeah, let's watch this. And um, so it's been special the last like six years. Every single year I watch I've already seen it three times. I tried showing it to uh, Becky's boys, and they said they liked it, but then they were like, let's finish it later. Yeah, you know, so. How my boys would be. <laughs> yeah, that's so I'm, I'm like, eh. It's very 1980s, like, special effects and stuff. It yeah. should be. It's 88. Oh, yeah, when he changes the Santa suit, it was, like, green, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was Santa suit on. I was like, come on. So, so a character that... um that I could relate to was the guy that turned into Santa Claus, uh, Joe Carruthers, who with, with him, he was a really great guy, right? 
he was hosting a children's, essentially like PBS, like public service television show. Supposed to be like Captain Kangaroo a little bit, right? Like, yeah, like a, like a kids' show that yeah. was like, yeah, it was a local show too, so yeah. he wasn't like a big celebrity, but he did it consistently. Yeah, so he was he was a local celebrity in that town, and he had an agent, and this agent guy was like the worst person. Where when Santa was trying to talk to Joe about, hey, you're supposed to take over and be the next Santa, the agent was like, nah, nah. You're actually preventing him from doing what he's supposed to do. And the agent, I had a lot of talking about changing people, places, and things. There were a lot of people in my life that were like that agent where they would always go, no, no, this is what's best for you, even though it was what was best for them, you know? And I think I had people in my life that were trying to... um elevate my drinking or like people that were just really no good and I liked hanging out with them because they always did they usually did like harder things so that way I would be like well at least I'm not doing what this guy's doing but they would bring me along and I felt like my drinking and my decision making drinking went up decision making went down and I was just um in a worse and worse spot and it wasn't until I cut them out of my life, which is what Joe ended up doing when he's like, you know what, I I don't want to uh, change my my goals, and my principles like he had had enough. And in the movie, he's like, I did this children's show. I don't want to now do a movie that's about killing, uh, you know, killing people and swearing and all that stuff traumatizing children yeah doing the opposite of what it was so he had that i i want to say spiritual awakening because of santa where he realized that no this isn't who he wants to be anymore he wants to be who in early sobriety the people that were in my home group and my sponsor were similar to santa where they saw something in me that i didn't see in myself and I think that's the true connection that I got outside of like, yes, Ernest is definitely an alcoholic and like a murderer and all that stuff. But the relationship between my sponsor and I and my first home group, especially in the one that I have now, but like early on learning a new way of life is similar to what Joe and Santa had. Um, and it's like when he then became Santa, I saw that as a, the same feeling that felt, because what do we say? The hand of AA, service is the 12th step. When I was told, okay, you made it all the way through the steps, it was like that handshake that happened in the movie, the transformation into Santa. So I see three Santas sitting down here right now. Dennis, you're Santa. James, you're Santa. I'm, I'm, I'm Santa. Darn tootin'. Huh? Ho, ho, ho. But uh, I, there's one, like, it's interesting that you pick this character, too, because, like, his main conflict of choosing money and success over his principles is very similar to a decision that you had to make in the last couple of years where you were offered a job where you would have made a lot of money, but you would have had to sacrifice what you really wanted out of life, which is time with your daughter and stuff like that. And you and I believe you made the right decision. And, and so it makes sense that you relate to him so much. 
Yeah. Can we just talk about the agent? He's definitely got a bad rap. <laughs> and, you know, I think the the director portrayed him really bad. Like, he hired him to do a job, and he was doing a great job. As an actor, you have to do multiple roles, and you're supposed to, like, be able to be very, like, what's the word, diverse, and do lots of different things. So I was kind of angry that... He gave the agent such a, a bad... So you think the agent was the best? They How... need to have a spin-off of the agent, like, mm. redeeming well, himself. I mean, I, now that you pointed out, it makes sense, because the agent's whole job is to get his client jobs. Yeah. And he got his client He's... a job, his client agreed to the job, and then at the very last moment, the client's like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. And it was a cool horror movie. Like, did you see that monster? It was so cool. All you had to do was say, die, you son of a bitch. But it wasn't the spirit of Christmas, James. Come on. There's that new show with Hopper in it from Netflix about mm. going around killing people. I can't wait. To, he's Santa, but he's a murderer. I don't know. How there's, a I movie, know. there's a new movie right now. Yeah, it's out It's out in theaters. What is it called? I want to uh, see it. I don't know. Let's go see it. Okay. We'll take Olivia. If we can't. <laughs> we can't we'll have to see it without her. Maybe next week after we have the hot dogs on the uh, the grill. We're going to have a holiday feast. Holiday hot dogs. We'll call the episode. And we'll just talk about... Uh, huh? What is this? Is this Queen that you're doing? Yeah. You didn't even know... Did you know any of the words? He said, mama, no, mama, no. That is a very popular me. song. You caught me. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, should have just gone right in the we will. Yeah, you knew that, yeah. Rock you. And I'm good at the beat. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like the world's simplest. That is something. Well, <laughs> we will, uh, let's, let's beat it. And we'll be back. Uh, but wait, wait, next uh, week. Next week, what are we doing? Oh, uh, we're going to do yours. We're going to do the one you wanted. We'll do the new Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy one. I, I'll let y'all pick. I'll put up two options. Guardians of the Galaxy or 8-Bit Christmas. Guardians. Okay. Yeah. 8-Bit Christmas is a great movie. Well, save it for next year. Because which one's shorter? Guardians. Guardians. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't we do that? And then next year, we can save that as, as one. Unless there's something else that comes out. Maybe that scary Christmas one that sounds like an absolute classic that James likes. I totally I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it does look absolutely like straight to video. Like, Ernest Saves like, Christmas should have been in theaters. And it was. It was. It but was. maybe this movie. Silent Night. Silent Night, yeah. See, it just sounds like one of those modern horror movies where there's going to be a lot of blood and guts and a lot of jump scares. Yeah. Well, you can see it on Amazon. Yeah. Right? Uh, let's wrap up this episode, and, and we know Guardians of the Galaxy. So so if you do want to watch Ernest, it's on uh, Showtime, Hulu, and uh, Disney+. Plus. It's, it's pretty classic. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience directed Hope with you on episode 170. We're the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, I you, forgot. Know what I mean, Vern? you know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll see you next time. I completely blanked.